With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, folks? Welcome back to LetterMonroe.com. This is The List. I am Jeremy Birmingham. That is Spencer Holbrook. We are talking about the players that we believe are the single most important remaining targets for Ohio State in the class of 2022. That, of course, does not include the players that are already committed. Uh, Those guys, the 12 guys in the class of 2022, are uh, ineligible for this show because they're already committed to Ohio State. Um, but clearly there's a handful of guys on the, on that list, the commitment list that would make this list if they were eligible for this list. But Spencer, they are not eligible for this list, which is a list of kids who are not committed to Ohio State that are very important for Ohio State in the class of 2022, right? I think that all makes sense. What I'll you said, I, I, th- I'll I'll I think it, I think everything that you just said makes sense. Let's dive in though. We got a, we got a big one here. I think this is a, one of the, the bigger fish of all the big fish out there. I agree. Uh, it's six foot four, 240 pound, five-star defensive end, Omari Abor from Duncanville, Texas, the country's number two ranked defensive end, I believe in the class of 2021. Uh, I don't care what he's ranked. Uh, he is the guy, when you start to look at the defensive ends around the country and Larry Johnson and his recruiting efforts, if, if you were to pin someone as the next one, the, the one after the Zach Harrisons, the Jack Sawyers, the Chase Youngs, the, the Bosa brothers, I would think that Omari Abor is the closest one of those guys. He just simply has it all. He is big. He is fast. He, he is athletic. He is uh, flexible. He, he is a kid that has the ability to run sideline to sideline. He hits like a truck. He uses his hands very, very well. If you put on the tape, um, those are just some of the reasons that make him that guy for Larry Johnson. I think that in this class, Omari Abor, aside from the fact that he's from Texas and, and getting a, tre- a Texas trifecta of five stars worked out pretty well uh, for Ohio State in, in recent years. Um, I think that it's just, you look at the tape, Spencer, and this kid is different. Yeah, he, he looks different. He looks powerful. He looks strong. At the same time, he still looks a little raw. And that's kind of weird to say for a five-star guy. He, he, there, there are times where you watch his film and you're like, man, that's a really polished, you know, uh, throwaway move when he's getting rid of a tackle. Then there are times where he meets a tackle with both hands on the pads and you think, oh, that looks a little raw. Larry Johnson can definitely work with that, though. And then he still makes a sack of, you know, a guy like Quinn Ewers. There's film of him dominating against Quinn Ewers. And I think that that tells you everything you need to know. When a guy is doing what he's doing, at this high of a level in Texas high school football, it, it's a guy that Ohio State's going to be in on, and it's it, that makes him part of the list. It makes him a must-have for the Buckeyes. Yeah, he's the number 11-ranked player in the country. He's a kid that, uh, you know, and we've talked about Larry Johnson for, for a while and the way he recruits. It's so – almost everything he does is like a ninja. Like, you don't know anyone he's talking to. And it's almost because it seems like the kids Larry Johnson really – uh, identifies with and gets really close to are the kids that just go about their business. They're not kids that are out there promoting themselves endlessly on social media. They are not kids that are, are really looking for attention. They're kids that like the craft and that like to work. And Omari Abor is one of those at Duncanville, as you said, it's one of Texas's most talent rich programs. So, you know, he's getting the daily grind against some really great players, including a handful of Ohio state targets like Jalen early on the offensive line. And, and you just see a kid here that. Um, again, I, I see a Chase Youngish type comparison. I don't know if he's going to get any taller, 
but at six foot four, 240 pounds, when, when Chase was coming out of uh, DeMatha High School in, in, in Maryland, you, you saw a player that looked skinny, that looked a little bit like, um, like a, a giraffe, tr- still trying to figure out how to walk. But, but boy, then you put on the tape and he just runs different. He, he, like you said, I mean, you look at him and there's a play or two where, where he has a guy and they're just, he just eviscerates them. He just, whoop, they're just, they're, they're thrown out of the picture. Um, and that sort of raw talent, that kind of raw powers combined with that athleticism, the bend, boy, I, I don't know if there's anything um, about Omari Aborn that's not to like. Yeah, I think one of the things that, that is interesting is if you were to throw on a Duncanville game and know that, that Duncanville is one of the top programs with all of this Division One talent, Omari Abor would still stick out on the film and, and really flash and pop and show you what he can provide. And, and I think that that raw version of Chase Young is, is kind of a decent comparison. And that's not one that we're throwing out as in like, think of Chase Young against Wisconsin and Penn State in those molds. It's think of Chase Young coming out of high school. And I think yeah. that's where some people kind of lose sight of it. It's like, oh, you can't compare him to Chase Young. Chase Young was incredible. Well, out of high school, they kind of look similar. So I think that's one thing to keep in mind as we go through this comparison and talk about him as uh, the next must get for Ohio State. Yeah, and, and I, I just think I've talked to coaches throughout the years and they say, you know, if you look at high school kids highlight tapes, right? And you always, they always start with the little circle around them or the arrow or the flashing Gatorade sign or whatever. And the coaches have told me in the past, if I have, if you have to highlight who you are on, on the film, then you're not, your film isn't as good as you think it is. Like, because it should just pop. And, and Omari Abor certainly does that. And that's why he's a top target for Ohio state, for Alabama, for Oklahoma, for Texas, of course, Texas A&M and everybody around the country. And Spencer, a lot of people right now believe that the battle here is really Ohio State and Oklahoma. Omari Abor is going to make his official visit to Ohio State that huge June 4th weekend with everyone else in the, in the class of Ohio State. Sons, um, you know, Ryan Turner and or Sons, uh, Kai Stokes and, and Jaheim Singletary. But he will be there the same weekend as Quinn Ewers. He will be there the same weekend as uh, Caleb Burton. He will be there the same weekend as C.J. Hicks, et cetera. And, and it seems to me like that – means something that this decision to visit Ohio state first and to be one of those targets in the class of 2022, that's invited for that weekend. It seems to line up with where Ohio state views uh, Omari Abor, but also where he views Ohio state. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head there. And it's also the same weekend he'll, he'll visit with Zach Rice. And, you know, that's another guy that we talked about, you know, as a potential, you know, five-star big boom for this recruiting class. Those guys, I think you said it on the last talking stuff that we did, which you should go listen to if you haven't. The guys that are visiting are always strategic. It's always a strategic way to place guys into each visit weekend. And I think getting these five-star big-time guys that you know you must have on campus during those the weekend with all those commits, I think that says something about, about where they view him in the pecking order of defensive ends. And I know we're going to talk about uh, other defensive ends like Ene White here uh, coming up soon. But but when you look at a guy like Amari Abor and then you think about what Larry Johnson could do with somebody with his skill set and talent and size and speed and everything, you really start to see what the next wave of defensive ends at Ohio State could really look like. Yeah, and it's not even necessarily just about Ohio State where they prioritize him, but they also want to make sure that the time that they've invested to this point doesn't isn't wasted. And so you get that kid on campus as soon as you can and make sure that it is as real as it feels. And then you go from there. But when you look at the tape uh, again, Omari Abor is about as real as it gets when it comes to the defensive line in the class of 2022. And Ohio state is certainly going to go all out to make sure that he is the, the, the centerpiece of that line on, on the edge 
Um, and, and then you can start to really work down the road here with Eni White, with Kenyatta Jackson, with Caden Curry on the inside, with other defensive tackle prospects like Chris McClellan, et cetera. Uh, there, there's a handful of guys, that, and we've seen a bunch of new offers in the last few weeks by Larry Johnson, but Omari Abor has remained at the top of that uh, pecking order for quite some time, and that's why he's on the list from Letterman Row. Um, and that's why I don't think he's going to go off this list. And if I, I we're not playing in or out or anything on this on this show, but to me, that visit is going to pretty much tell the tale for Ohio State because his family grew up rooting for Oklahoma. There was a lot of Oklahoma talk in his recruitment early. Buckeyes have just slowly but surely been been moving up and, and staying involved and. Uh, that first weekend, uh, believe me, Ohio State does not have him there with the intention of, of letting him get out of the weekend and still go to Oklahoma. Yeah, it's a it's a real tone setter because if you're going to set the tone for the rest of the recruiting cycle with these defensive ends, it starts at the top and it starts with a five star guy who's visiting right away. And I think that's important for Ohio State to really roll, you know it's Ohio state. You don't really have to roll out a red carpet for anyone. It, you know, you just kind of do what you do. You don't want to go out of your way to make it feel uh, not organic. So I think that's important to do. But at the same time, this is a, a huge visit with national implications for where this Buckeyes class could end up. This could be the difference between a top one or two class and, a, and you know, being a third ranked class when it's all said and done because he's that special of a talent. He really moves the needle when it comes to ranking these classes. Yeah. And this was the first NFL draft in the last five years that didn't see an Ohio State uh, cornerback or defensive end selected in the first round. And you look at the defensive end position that just left for Ohio State. It was really just Jonathan Cooper, obviously a player that was sort of a a tweener when it came to position wise. And so it's not a surprise that he wasn't picked in the first round. Um, but now you start to see that the next wave here with, I mean, we've seen NFL draft projections with Tyreek Smith in the first round. We've seen him with Zach Harrison in the first round. You still have a lot of guys. And then of course you have the Jack Sawyers of the world and you really need the next one. And uh, as the Buckeyes continue to recruit JT Tui, uh, me, JT Tui, Mo, Tui, Mo, Lau, Ow, Lo, Ow, yep. Lo, Ow. Um, as they continue to recruit him, you know, you start to stack these guys on top of each other and say, hey, you are the next one. That is a powerful recruiting pitch. Uh, and that's something that the Buckeyes have made no uh, bones about using on the recruiting trail. And it's, but it's not Larry Johnson doing it. Larry Johnson's way is not going to change. It is, hey, I'm going to get my hands on you. We're going to work one on one and I'm going to mold you into the best player you can be. And, you know, it doesn't hurt for Larry Johnson and Ohio State to start with five star clay. But at the end of the day, the, the player becomes who Larry Johnson makes them. And that's why last year when we saw some kids around the country who especially committed to Maryland saying that Larry Johnson was only a good coach because he had five-star talent around him. Uh, I don't know that that's a really valid argument considering how many five-stars don't make it to the NFL, um, but certainly it becomes easier. And that's why you go after a guy like Omari Abor at the, at the top and, and then work down from there. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, that's it's a recruiting pitch that Larry Johnson doesn't really care to use because he kind of recruits based on his prowess on his own. I mean, he doesn't really need a, a big recruiting pitch. It's like, I'm Larry Johnson. Come play for me. But at the same time, it's when you're going against the Clemsons and Alabamas of the world, it's a little bit harder to sell. I can make you a first round pick when you're going against Oklahoma. It's a little easier to say, hey, look at the first round defensive ends in the last 10 years from Ohio state, and then try to find the first round defensive end from Oklahoma. It's not really a competition. And so I think that's a, a recruiting pitch that in this instance, if Ohio state was going against an LSU, an Alabama, a Clemson, a Florida, it might be a little more difficult, but in this instance, I think that point needs to be hammered home with, with the way that Ohio state develops in comparison on the defensive line to Oklahoma. 
Yeah, for those of you that haven't been inside of the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, as you walk into the trophy room, uh, there is a, a room on the left, a video room, where the Buckeyes have highlights and video clips of the last, you know, of their football history playing nonstop, playing around the clock. And I wouldn't be surprised if on the June 4th weekend you see a number of clips of Chase Young, Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, et cetera, because that's what um, kids like Omari Abor need to see because – Larry Johnson doesn't need to be the one telling them. They've seen it. They know what it's out, what's out there and, and the success Ohio State has had. But we'll find out more about Omari Abor soon, uh, especially with his official visit coming up in a month. But for now, just know that he is on the list from Letterman Row, and he is absolutely a player that the Buckeyes must get in the class of 2022. That's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. Thanks for watching. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.